Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that, yep. Gary. 8.05 on this Monday morning. It is the fifth day of February 2024. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. And I was negligent last week. I didn't do what Jeff did. Jeff was very diligent about telling everybody who listens to his show in the afternoon to save the date for Politics and Pints. The next Politics and Pints, number eight. Is coming up, and here, mark it down in your calendar. If you're driving, don't wreck, but if you're at home, make a little note. It's Wednesday, March the 20th, and it's going to be back at the Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And before you think that Hopewell's too far away, I went back and forth to Hopewell several times when we did the last Politics and Pies. It was easy, easy drive, no problem. And the theater's great, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff will be with me on stage, and then, of course, Howard Gutman will be with us as well. Uh, So that is terrific. Wednesday, March 20th is the date. Now, they told me to let you know about that, but then no one's told me what day they're selling the tickets. I don't even know what day they're selling the tickets. So um, I assume I'm going to get a heads up when that's about to happen, and I promise I will let you know because I've had a bunch of people at all these political events, I've been giving a lot of speeches lately, which I really enjoy doing. I'm, I'm meeting a lot of interesting people that I've never met before, who some of whom listen to WRVA, but they've said, I've never been to Politics and Pines. Tell me what it is. You know, and I'm like, well, it's it is a lively political conversation and I don't drink on the stage. I think Jeff has a vodka soda. I don't know about I don't know about Howard. He's a Democrat, so God knows what he's up to. I don't know what Howard's doing. I think Howard's sober. I don't know. I just have um, a Diet Coke or a, a soda water because, you know, my mouth will get me in trouble <laughs> without any alcohol. But you are happy to indulge, if you'd like, uh, with a couple of adult beverages in the crowd. And, you know, it's lively. It's it's lively. I I, I think we keep it. You know, these are hot topics that people are really mad about. They were discussing immigration and taxation and uh, Donald Trump. I mean, God, everybody freaks out about that. And then I wind up having to defend Donald Trump in some ways. It's 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 a it is a really good conversation. And it's like sparring. 
You know, you're not going to uh, the cage match where somebody's going to be dead at the end of the night. That's not it. We don't want that to happen. But the audience gets to ask questions, and it's very lively and kind of loud. I will, you know, if you if you if you want to come to the PBS roundtable conversation, this is not your event. <laughs> nah, this is this is not your event. But if you'd like to have a robust, boisterous, hopefully on occasion kind of funny um, conversation, then this this could be great for you. Politics and Pints Part 8, Wednesday, March 20th at the Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And the tickets will go on sale. Hopefully they'll tell me first, but they'll probably tell Jeff first, and then I'll let you, you guys know as well. Tomorrow, of course, is Ronald Reagan Day, February 6th, President Reagan's birthday. Now, I, I just couldn't get it together and do the normal breakfast. So we're just going to have to celebrate it on the radio. But I'll tell you tomorrow what I'm going to ask you to do uh, is have some something. you got a Ronald Reagan picture in your house. you got a Ronald Reagan button, a Ronald Reagan flag. I want you to send me your photos of you celebrating Ronald Reagan Day, and I'm going to make a collage of them and put them on Facebook. So I think that'll be nice. Instead of doing our normal breakfast that only a small group of people if you got any reagan memorabilia you know i've got a big reagan bust in my office so maybe that's what i will bring here to the studio and stick on the desk so you can i'll take my picture with the reagan bust but uh president reagan's birthday tomorrow and and i i don't need an act of congress signed by the president i'm just going to declare it uh ronald reagan day tomorrow all right back to today and, uh, you know, can I rewind a second to last week? I was really hot, and I still am, because a lot of you don't believe me. You think I'm just a partisan jerk, where when I'm critical of the, the Democrats in the General Assembly, you think, oh, okay, his dad was a Republican, he's a Republican, he worked for George Allen, it's all partisanship for John. It's not. It's not. I'm happy to debate issues, and as you know, I invite Democrats on the show all the time. Occasionally, they take me up on it. And I'm, I try to be a polite person in general, in life, uh, like in real life and on the radio, in general. Unless you totally screw me over, I'm generally looking for a way for things to be nice. So last week, I was hot when I heard that the Democrats in the Senate had gotten so petty and so mean and so nasty that they blocked a Republican staffer from the House side, from volunteering to serve on the board of the blind in Virginia. I mean, what? The guy's willing to volunteer, and they block him from serving on the board of the blind? And then it gets, it gets worse. It gets better, but it gets worse. His brother was born blind. He's watched his family. He's watched his brother fight back against this disability and make a life for himself very successfully. He watched his parents protect and defend and help raise him and his brother so he's got firsthand experience of a success story to try to help other people and the democrats still didn't care their priority was to screw him over see they think they're screwing him over but what they're doing is screwing over virginia because this is the kind of leadership informed empathetic kind thoughtful leadership from a volunteer, for God's sake, it'd be one thing if he was going to $200,000 salary or something. And so this person is with us. Garen Shipley is with us. He's director of communications for the Republicans in the House of Delegates. So that's you know, it's a partisan job. There's no way around it. But Garen, I, 
you know, you seem like an easygoing guy when I've dealt with you. So I was mad on your behalf last week. I, I mean, I blew a gasket. How are you I dealing that, with this? John, and I, well, I appreciate that a great deal. You know, to to know that somebody else out there is angry on my behalf. That's yeah. uh, that's heartwarming. You know, I, you know, I, you know, it's it's disappointing, but at the same time, um, it's it's almost an honor. I mean, in the sense that this is usually the kind of thing that's reserved for you know cabinet secretaries and right, such. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, perhaps I have arrived in Richmond, uh, <laughs> as as several people around the square have told me this week. Um, just to put it in perspective, te- I, can I can I ask you uh, to tell me about your brother and your your family sure. life and what motivated you to do this? It seems like, based on my interaction with you, you got a pretty full plate of things you got to deal with. So why volunteer well, yeah. for this role? Okay, well, uh, my brother uh, Luke, who is safely out of WRVA listening range okay. in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> right. I can say whatever I want about him. Yeah. Uh, he was born in 1987 with a condition called aniridia. Mm. And what that means is there's no iris in either of his eyes. Mm. And while his eyes worked, uh, there was no ability to uh, filter out light, and that changes the shape of the eyeball. There are other uh, problems that come in with the, the cornea, the retina, the optic nerve. And so from day one, he was functionally blind and took a little while to figure that out. And, uh, you know, East Tennessee in 1987 was not a fantastic place to have a child with a significant disability because right. all the things you think about being able to connect with a community uh, oh, well, I'll go online and find a group of people. Didn't exist. You're in rural Tennessee. You don't know anybody. You have right. been dropped in the middle of the wilderness, and here you've had all these hopes and dreams for your, your, your little guy, and they're gone. And I watched my parents deal with that. And I, I, you know, I'll probably get in trouble for telling the story, but while they were coming to terms with this, and they were just heartbroken, they were building this rock walk in front of the house Mm -hmm. and i watched them just work on this project together for hour after hour and they never spoke because they were so heartbroken and they didn't know how to go forward and their experience with somebody who was significantly visually impaired at that point was this uh blind fellow who lived in town and he was a beggar he sat in front of the kmart selling pencils so they're thinking that's the future for their child and that's you know that's what got me to reach out to the governor's office and say, hey, I noticed you had this vacancy here on this board for two years. If there's any way I can help, because no parent needs to be in a position where they've got that sort of they're that lost there at sea. No, no, I don't want anybody else to ever have to deal with that. And you know, the the governor's office came back and said, well, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to volunteer, oh, sure, it looks like you might be a good fit. So. And it had been open for two years. No one had filled been the spot. Been open for two years. God. Yeah, and because uh, looking at the the appointment certificate here, yeah. uh, my term uh, began on July first, twenty twenty two, even though I was appointed at the end of twenty three. So, uh, yeah, and the, the whole point of the is, and I, you know, I want to say that I appreciate you being mad on my behalf, but I don't want anybody to be upset. What I really want is to help these kids and these families. And so, you know, thanks. You know, this is sort of a blessing in disguise. I have a bigger audience right now than I could ever possibly have had just sitting on that board. Uh, So, you know, I I want to 
reach, I want to help these families as much as I can. Uh, there's something called the endowed fund mm-hmm. at the at the department, and what it is, it's where people leave money to help. Uh, they make grants every year. The biggest thing is they send blind kids to a summer camp where they can develop, develop the functional skills that they need, build the confidence up so they can go out in the world and know, hey, I can do this. I'm not, I don't have to be scared all the time. I have the ability to go out and live a full life, even though I have a significant visual impairment. And this fund, no taxpayer dollars are involved. Uh, it's professionally managed. And when people donate to this, their money is never spent. It's invested, and then the, a little bit of the growth off the top of the fund every year is taken by the board to hmm. uh, send these kids to camp for free. And so, you know, that's one thing I was hoping I could hit your listeners up today yeah, and say, hey, if you're, if, you're, if you're upset about this, one, don't be, but two, open your checkbook. You know, uh, it's, you know, there's no way to give online yet. That's one of the projects I was working on on the board. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you, you can make a check to the Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired, put donation in the memo line, and send it to 397 Azalea Avenue in Richmond. And that, your money won't be spent. It will be invested, invested. and it will con- it'll continue to work to, to help these kids who were in a position like my brother. And you know, I was talking to Luke just the other day. I said, hey, was this something that would have helped you? And he was quiet. I said, yeah. hey, what's up? He said, that would have been the greatest thing ever when I was a kid and I was scared. Wow. So, you know. I, well, uh, listen, I'm going to get the address. I'll put it on my Facebook page so that people can, if, if you miss the, the address, uh, 397 Azalea Avenue, we'll get the zip and everything. So that folks can yeah. can make that uh, donation, and look, I just appreciate that you're willing to do it. I know that you're a Republican and you're partisan. You're in that role, which is kind of tough. Um, you know, calling out hypocritical behavior. The Democrats have a guy who does that too for them. That's part of the game, um, yeah. and it's and it's we know serious. Each other and we're friends, right? Well, see, that's what <laughs> bothers me. You know, Garen, everybody acts like um, they want the return to the better days of Virginia and the better days of America, this would have been one of those moments where Democrats in the Senate could have said, yeah, you know, Garen's a pain in the butt. He causes us trouble, but his heart's in the right place and he has a heck of a story and he'll help Virginians. So let's put him on the board. It's a volunteer position, but they chose not to do that. And I'm glad that you have the right attitude, but I got to point it out because for all of us who do want a better Virginia, there are a lot of indications that there are some people at the Capitol who do not, and I'm mad as hell about it. So thank you for standing up and doing the right thing and having the right attitude, and I'm happy to fight the fight on your behalf in public. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Garen Shipley, um, hopefully we'll have some good news for you to plug in somewhere else in the future. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, John. All right. I mean, you get what I'm saying there? You, you understand why I'm so mad? And you hear, the, you hear his heart in that conversation? Take note of it. It's 819. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.